People, ils ont posé, ils ont tout le monde. For the podcast. Let me take a minute before you smell my breath on the podcast. For culture. Back at it again, it's the For the Culture podcast. I have Lisa and Clark with me, and we have a special guest today, Phil DeMayer. What's going on, man? Oh, man. Nothing, man. Another day, man. Another How's day. this quarantine treating you? I mean, pretty good, especially I'm, you know, I'm my background says that I'm somewhere in San Francisco, so <laughs> it can't be that bad. Uh, did you see the um video of that billionaire? I forgot his name. He's uh um he was like on his yacht or something like that, like a forty billion yeah. yacht or something like that. You guys didn't see hey, that? Fuck me. Hey, hey, I'm on top of a mountain right now, so nobody can tell me. <laughs> no one can tell me no right now. Lisa's in the clouds. You guys gotta get it together. <laughs> we gotta get it together, Clark. Let's um let's start at the beginning. Um so like tell us where are you from? How did you get to Miami? I don't know if you're born or raised in Miami, and um we'll go from there. So originally from New York, I came down about ninety-six, ninety-seven to Miami. Uh, I came on a one-way ticket from a parent. Mother said I wasn't doing that good in New York, uh, so she sent me over here to figure it out life. She's like, you know, just go do some summer school. I thought that came with a coming back ticket, which didn't, there was no coming back ticket. And <laughs> I learned that the hard way, so I stayed in Miami uh, that year of uh, 96, 97, um, uh, from there, I, I got into the business of the marketing business, the promotion business. I met uh, my guy, uh, Peter Thomas, which is like a mentor of mine, uh, with the How Can I Be Down Music Conference, which was very big at that point in Miami. It was a big focal point for the industry, culture-wise, you know, 100,000 people, every artist you could think of in South Beach at that point. And um, I was part of that conglomerate, realistically. And, then, you know, I was just a guy giving out flyers. And I figured out how to build relationships from there, which that's the key, is building the relationships. And that was 20 some odd years ago, and I'm, I'm still in it. You know, oh, so wow. that's, that, that, that was like kind of my just, yeah, I had my little odd end jobs. I, I did even from uh, being a, a waiter to doing, you know, trying to figure it out, you know, and it wasn't for me. Not saying it's not for everybody, but I, I, I like the hustle. So, 20 some odd years later, I'm still hustling, not hustling backwards. And I'm, I'm trying to hustle more for my family's future. Now, before it was just about me. Now I have a son, he's two years old. So I want to make sure he's good and he has a legacy and he can, you know, he could do his thing when he grows and, you know, I get grandchildren one day. I don't know. Right, Congrats right, on your right. kid, man. Congrats on your kid. I forgot you had a son. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. That's, that's, the, that's my world right now. So it's pretty oh, cool. I know kids are the best. At what moment when you was working that job, those jobs that, like you just said, like a light bulb came in your head and said, this ain't for me? Well, I'm going to tell you the, the, the funniest story, right? So it was a it was a brand new restaurant. I went to, uh, I was trying out to be a, a, a waiter, right? Nobody even knows this. So I tried to be a waiter. I went for the first day of the grand opening and they're like, you got to serve that table. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, there were, there were two guests at that table that were pretty well known in the Spanish community and the, the newscasters, right? They're pretty well known. Next thing I know, I get their table. I serve them their food. 
And once I go give them their bill, this is how I knew my life was going to change. I gave them my bill and they paid me my money that I had to pay. And of course, there's a tip with that, right? And he goes in his pocket and he put 35 cents on the table. At that point, I took my apron off. I put the apron on the table and I said, later, and I never had a job ever since. (laughs) Now I was 18. So that was my niche. Hey, you know what I mean? I, it, sometimes you got to get hit with certain things so you could, you know, get stronger. Maybe that was a catapult for me, you know, mm-hmm. to maybe that wasn't the niche I was supposed to go in. And it just made me feel like, you know, there's bigger things out there for me. I want, I want to mm-hmm. own the restaurant. I don't want to work in the restaurant. I want to own the restaurant. Right. And that's how I got where I am now. You know, it's being, trying to be lucrative in, in my community and with things that I do and trying to be somebody now. Um, obviously, obviously your name is Phil. How did the mayor come about? So my guy, uh, his name is Mike Light. And he had, a he had, he was managing this group called Mob Deep at the point. Right. And this was probably, oh. I don't know, 2001. Mob Deep, the, the music artist. Yep. Chris Lighty's little brother, Mike Light. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So these are all like, these are all good guys of mine. Right. And oh, I'm from wow. Queens, so Mob Deep was a very big group that I that I was, you know, I raised up to. And we were on South Beach one day, just walking on Ocean Drive. And he's like, yo, bro, everybody says, what's up to you? Like, how is it that everyone knows you? Like, I don't get it. He's like, you have to be called the mayor at one point. And <laughs> since probably 2000, 2001, it just stuck. It sounded corny at the moment, but I don't know. 20 years later, it sounds all right to me. Yeah, that's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of stuck. It's kind of cool. So, yeah, wow. that was just props. Yeah, that's man. yeah. Good old days. Right. And um, how did you uh meet Mike? Cause uh, I know you you in, you're in headliners marketing group too, right? You're the corner right. or yeah. So, uh, Mike Gardner, that's his company, 100. Mm-hmm. That's uh, you know, that's his baby. And uh, me and Mike met, I want to say, 2003 ish, around there we were throwing the parties in the same club that my man Peter Thomas used to own at that point called Barcode. Oh, and, was it uh, the Usher party? Well, that's that's one of the parties. Like, <laughs> that was the party where me and him got into it. Like, that's how we really met, the Usher party. <laughs> yeah, I, mean? I see uh, something uh, like that. I heard so something about that. Y'all was on the street or something like that, and then y'all yeah, was this like... Guy, you know, he did, the, he did the official. Yeah, let me let me make it clear. He did the official after party for... Uh, I believe it was like Zoe Summer Groove during that time, and it was Usher doing his party. And it was, um, I said, cool, let him do that. I'm going to stay on the beach. He was over the bridge at Bongo's, which is next to the arena back Bongo. then, right? Yeah, I know exactly, yeah. So he had this big, lavish-ass party, and I'm like, I'm the kid on the block on the beach. I'm like, I'm going to do the unofficial after party. So Clue was one of the DJs. I had him as my DJ, and I had the pictures of Usher and everybody on my flyer, like in the background. Every you couldn't really man. notice it. Yeah, you know, DJ Clue. Hey, all right. Those are my guys. So um, he came afterwards. And he's like, basically, he stepped to me like, "What's up? How you throwing a party against me? And you throwing the fake party?" And I said, "Ever since then, we shook hands and we said, let's get going.' You know, <laughs> it, it was just cool competition at the moment. You know, he definitely had the higher up at that moment, but you know, it was cool. And we met from there, and we've been rocking ever since. That's my brother. So. You know, it's crazy because um, I come from a party background, too. Um, right after I graduated high school, 
uh, I was doing Gettys in the hotel room. And okay. people, it was my birthday. So I did a birthday Getty in my hotel room. And then we all decided, me and my homeboy was like, you know what? This was fun. Let's do this every weekend. So we do it every weekend until we graduate. Because, you know, uh, like after like your last year in high school, there's like a couple of weeks until you graduate. My birthday's in May, so school ends in June. So uh, we do that. And next year, you know, people started hearing about it. Like, I guess my boys were texting guys and stuff like that. So people start coming knocking on the door. And I'm like, they see the girls in the room, so they're trying to come in. And I'm like, if they want to come in so bad, let me charge them. Yeah, so I started yeah. charging them to come in. And it got so big and, like, so crazy that I was like, I need a venue. So I go to a va- um, venue, um, Club um, Palladium Nightclub. You heard of that? They shut down now, uh, but. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so I did them. And um, we started off with an all-age party. And um, when I was trying to get the venue, I didn't realize the whole process and everything. I'm new. I'm like, I'm a fish. So I'm trying to get a good night. They're not giving me a good night. They won't give me no Fridays. They won't give me no Saturdays. So we had to do like a Sunday or a Monday or Thursday. Yeah. So we do that. So then we're talking about prices. And I'm like, dang, I didn't know it cost as much just to rent the venue. <laughs> so they said, you know what? We'll give you a, sh- we'll give you a chance. Let's do, um, we'll go 50-50 pretty much, but you don't got to put nothing down. You'll get a percentage at the, after whatever. Well, it wasn't even 50-50. I forgot what the percentage was, but we got a percentage just to throw the party. They just want to see what we can do. Right. And next year, Noah, we started out the, um, the venue that first night. And then we started building a relationship with them. And with the money we made, we're like, we want, we don't want to do a percentage no more. We want full price or 50-50. So the second party was 50-50. And then next year, Noah, we said, how much would it cost just to rent out the whole venue? Like, we don't want to, we don't want to give, break nothing off to you guys. And then we came up with a deal with that. And then after that, I started doing, um, I did an Art Basel event in uh, Linwood like two, three years ago. Um, did that, went from that to Art Basel event to a comedy show with DC on Fly, Chico Beans. And then, yeah, okay. from that, I just started this podcast pretty much. Um, we did take a loss though with Country Wayne. So that's another reason why I haven't really got jumped back into that field yet because that was like 20K <laughs> down the hole. So you should yes, I took man, that I know, loss. I know, yeah. I, know, I, know those, I know those feelings. Yeah, those so yeah, those hurt. And my partner at the time, it hurt him even worse. So I just been like, I just been trying to like, just trying to like get back up and handle things. And another thing on top of that, I had a kid like two years ago. So that's another reason why okay. I kind of stepped back. Cause I was like, yeah. I need to reevaluate myself. Thank you. I need to reevaluate myself and take care of my family, my son first and get things rolling with this. And then I'm gonna probably hop back on there. Probably, well, this coronavirus slow everything down. It's, so probably next it's, year. It's a different uh, perspective when you have a child. Yeah, you look at everything oh, yeah, differently. Absolutely. Now you have something to do something for, you know, because now you got to leave something behind for your kids. Like you want them right. to have college paid for, a car, a home, yeah. you know, your grandkids. Oh, I, it, I got three. It, I feel it's you. different. Be- before, I just wanted to enjoy life, you know, do what all single guys do and have fun and, you know, take over everything. And then uh, I went through that whole process of now having like a family. And it changed my whole perspective in life. Like it gave, it, not only did it get me a restart button because I got to like start brand new and fresh again, mm-hmm. but then with the Corona that just came in, it's like a full halt, and it was like mm-hmm. a straight cleanse. Like this to me is like a, it's a reset button, but it's for the, for the greater good. Right. So not only in business, but in life and health mentally, everything now is like, everything is brand new, fresh. Nobody's bigger than the next person. 
we could all start at the same playing level. And it's just like, what do you make out of this time now is what really counts. So there's people no, like, I don't absolutely. know what to do, blah, blah, blah. Now is the perfect time to do everything you want to do. That is you know, yeah. So. I'm not going to lie. This coronavirus, some people are saying it's hell and it's like they, they, they don't know what to do, like you said. But to me, to be honest, I, I feel like, it, like you said, I got I, I, I restart, like a restart button just happened. Like I just clicked the restart. Right. And I'm right. just like, uh, yeah, I'm moving. Like, I don't really think it affected me that much besides, like, I don't think, yeah, because I'm really blessed. I don't I don't think anybody in my family had the coronavirus. Nobody's sick. Everybody's healthy. And see, that, that that's the main thing, right? Once your your mental is right and your physical is right, then all you got to do is just build on your spiritual, mm. right? So you're, once you're close to God, you're close to your family, then you start asking, you, all right, what's next? Yeah, everybody's about money, money. You know, how do I take care of these bills, whatever the case is. But I but I look at it like, even though we're shut down for right now, the comeback is going to be so much greater, so much bigger. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, I think, an abundance of the money, an abundance of work. People are like, we don't have work right now, but I guarantee you that there's going to be so much hiring that they're going to be trying to tell people, we can't, we can't hire you. We've got too much people mm-hmm. working right now. And I think that's going to be the good about this. You know I mean? It's not for us, like the creatives that we are, to put our minds together and look for the other stuff to do. Because right. there's so much, there's so many opportunities out there. We just have to find them. That's all. Mm-hmm. You have to take the time no, to find it. You know, so. It's, yeah. it's oh, I agree. Do you know uh, Miami CJ? Yeah, I sure do. Sure yeah, do. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty much, I knew him since I was like, what? I knew him for... 10 years yeah actually, for, for a minute good dude yeah yeah he uh pretty much like i guess when i started throwing the party he was kind of like a little mentor for me too so, yeah, yeah he's solid he's definitely been in the game for a while he's definitely been around the right people for a long time so yeah he's a solid guy i need to get uh, yeah. myself out i feel like yeah. everyone <laughs> i'm like i've never even been to live <laughs> Oh, not nah. even on a Sunday. <laughs> and listen, you like, you, live on Sunday. <laughs> you in the clouds right now, so you you halfway in already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I ain't gonna lie. Um, I've been there yeah. once, and Miami Seizure brought me there for my birthday on a Sunday. Dope. What was your experience like? I liked it. Um, to be honest with you, um, if some people like, I had a friend. Uh. People think that when you say tables, they mean actual tables at South Beach clubs. It's not tables, no, it's couches. No, they're not. They're just like sofas, right? Yeah, yeah, it's couches. Yeah, not that much. So that's I'm the, a yeah, Yorker, so but. there's a lot of people, Phil, you'll be surprised. A lot of people that don't know what's really going on in this nightlife in Miami South Beach. It's, it's, like, and and then live, live doesn't even count as Miami South Beach. Like, that's a different experience. Like, I always treat it like Disney World, like. Every time you go in there, it's Disney World. It's like the yeah, lights, it's the experience, the, the women. It's a whole different experience. Like I need to go cool now. I feel officially deprived. It, you, well, you kind of sort. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I haven't been either. I've oh, been. Yeah. Oh, you haven't been there, Clark? No, I've been to the other ones. Oh, I've look been at you all quiet over there. there. No, but I've been to Club Fifty, but at Club Fifty wasn't like I don't know if you ever heard of Club Fifty. It was up like up, up in the fan, on the roof. I'm, yeah, on the roof. Yeah, yeah so I used I've been, to do oh. parties there a long time ago. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> but it, was, it was dope. I ain't gonna lie to you. That yeah, was, was fly. Yeah. Super fly. At the Viceroy. Yes, yeah. You drive up on that. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Go 50 floors up. Yeah, but, it's, it but a different experience. That was a totally different monster. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome you, guys stuff, make, you guys are making me feel a little young because I don't even know what Club 50 <laughs> is. 
No. Nah. <laughs> I was in New York then, so I probably did. No clue. Don't worry, man. We're going to take a field trip one of these days. We'll take a all field right, trip. All right, yeah. I'm down. <laughs> That's it. We're going to get all the followers to come and meet us in the corner, and we're just going to walk in. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk. How do you how do you deal with uh because um we both do parties before how do you deal with people that you haven't heard from in years or decades and they start calling you that night of the party like how do you deal with those I mean, people? I, well, me personally, I, I dislike it because I know what it is. So like I, I remember getting them phone calls on Sunday at nine p.m. Be like, hey, um, what you doing tonight? I'm like, me, nah, I'm just chilling. I'm staying home. <laughs> you know, what, what are you doing tonight? Like, what's your plan? Like, oh, I heard about the spot. Of course you heard about the fucking spot. You were there last week. So you know what's going on. But those people, man, they come out the woodworks. They only come during a period of time. Like, it's crazy, right? Like, these last eight weeks, two months and a half, if your phone, my phone hasn't rung for nothing. Like, it's only mattered. The people that have called me is my family or my immediate, like, for business or, like, the people I need to call me. Before, all you get random phone calls, texts, all type of crazy shit that you don't even know. People you don't even know. Like, I got your number mm -hmm. from so-and-so, and I'm like, oh, man, no more. I'm straight. <laughs> now, uh -huh. now, okay, now I got, like, my own caller ID. Like, I, I don't need to pick up your phone. I'm not picking it up. Yeah, it got yeah, to the point where I just turn my phone off when I'm having a party because you got to go see me inside. I don't even want to be out front in front because they start getting you stories and they start trying to make you feel bad. It's like, yo, this is a business, yeah, see, man. I, I, I love that part. Now, see, I'm the, usually the one that's in the front because I, I like that that interaction talk. I uh -huh. like, you know, to people press people's buttons and I'd rather be the one to tell you, <laughs> no, your money ain't good enough. But yes, I want all your money, you know. So, but, yeah. I get it. That staying inside away from the people, them stories come out. Listen, so-and-so that knows you, that knew him, told me to ask for this and it's my birthday. And then, you know, mm -hmm. sisters, oh, no. Yeah. Cool. Now it's your birthday today, huh? Yeah. Now it's your yeah. birthday today. Yeah. I thought your birthday cool. was two months ago. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh -huh. Here's the cash register pay and let you know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Charge him 100 uh, at the door, yeah. 200 at the 100 door. 100 off the rent. It's your birthday. <laughs> And it's so much harder for guys. I remember I did it for a little bit in New York for a few clubs up there. And it was like, girls, quick and easy to get in there. Guys, it was like pulling teeth. Well, oh, man. That's funny because when we used to go to the club, because my boy used to work for Ultra. He used to promote for Ultra. So literally, I'm not going to lie, it would be like 10% guys and the whole rest, 90% is females. And when we go up to the club, they're like, yo, who you with? Like, yo, look at us over here. Yeah, got, like all these chicks, they're like, okay, come in, boom. We we in there. Usually yeah, get in for free. Crazy enough now, the tables have turned. Now there's more male groupies than women groupies. Wow. So you have, I'll give you an example, like you could have be a table and it's your birthday, right, Clark? And you got your, your people, everybody that's on this chat right now. Next thing you know, each of us bring one friend. They all pull out their phones, look at my table, here come the bottles. They're they're promoting it to their friends, like they spent all the money. And you be like, I don't even know this person. I, I oh, that's so that true. Can't even tell yeah, you. I seen that. I seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't been. In and the, the person that bought the bottle, the person that bought the bottle, he's not even recording most of the time. Yo, no. he's just or a tag. He's just sitting. He's just yeah. Sitting. He's just sitting. Poor guy, man. And trust <laughs> me, I've been there, so I so I know. <laughs> what's what's the craziest experience you had, man? Like as far as with, like 
promoting, especially for celebrities and so forth? Like, what's the craziest? Was it like, was there a time limit or was it like just being at the venue, trying to get people in and so forth? Or I think it's more on the, on the artist being demanding when they want certain things, right? I think yeah, the, the, I throwing, the, the throwing the party is kind of like, you know, we grew up and so we kind of know the ins and outs of throwing the party. Uh-huh. It's when you're dealing with celebrities and their entourages and their friends and their girlfriends and right. this is what and I want to start being demanding. water listen, over Fiji. Right. I'm like, listen, man, I want this green room. I got 18 cars, a valet, you know, make sure the security, all that becomes all girly stuff and it gets tough because you also want to maintain the relationship. So you don't want to be saying no all the time. You know, you want to keep them at bay, but not so they keep on trying to use you. Because that's all. Right. As a promoter, we're paying these artists to be there. They're not coming Mm -hmm. for free. They're not doing me a favor. They're charging me like they charge every other person. Right. And all I'm doing is selling the experience to the crowd. Like, here's your artist. This is what I told you I was going to have. And now it's the job of the artist to fulfill his agreement, which is either perform or be there and, you know, enjoy the crowd. But sometimes they get so iffy. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want a camera on me. I don't want a microphone. I don't want, I'm like, God damn. Yeah, I went you know, to have the you encountered where, like, you have, you know, somebody who's supposed to perform, say, for a venue, and then they just end up not performing, and you ever deal with that backlash? A hundred, a hundred times. It happens all the time because it's their mood. So you can't tell the artist if he's not feeling well that day and he's just pissed off because his girl caught him or whatever the shit. He's like, I ain't performing. I ain't doing nothing. And we've had a lot of those cases. They'll come in there, they'll order all these bottles, and walk out 20 minutes later. Wow. Like, Damn. Like, you already done paid them, so it doesn't matter. Like, it's not like they're going yeah. to get your money back. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. I had experiences where the celebrity would tell me that they need, in their green room, they need Jolly Ranchers. Like, step, simple little things. And I'm like, yo, you can't go buy that or eat that yourself. Like, <laughs> send your henchmen yeah. to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, want, I want yellow towels and uh, pink sheets. Trust yeah. Me, yeah. Or it's like, only yo. the red M&M's. Right, I feel exactly. bad for the manager. I feel bad for the manager because it's like you're 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 their like you're the dad or mom. Like you have to baby them. Yeah, and remember, they the manager has the road manager that has an assistant that has a another person that's helping them out, and they're all running without their heads with their heads cut off. Like, <laughs> damn, we gotta please this one artist before you know, or else he ain't paying us. Yeah, I feel like that's like making the band when Diddy has them run around New York to get them cheesecake. That cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly I will never forget that. <laughs> it's an all-time favorite right there. Oh, yeah. So crazy. Um, I wanted to ask you this, too. Um, I've seen, like, DJ Envy and the DJs come together to, like, raise money around this time. Why haven't they done – somebody done that for the promoters yet? Like, why haven't the promoters come together and do that? Um, funny enough that you said that. We were talking about that just a few weeks ago, of trying to put a coalition together. Mm-hmm. But with the things that are moving so fast right now, and reopening people i feel like they got overwhelmed so many times there's so many uh we want first responders we want to take care of these people that people but nobody wanted to take care of nightlife people which is not even the promoter only it's the waiter the waitress the bus you're right the bartender bartender. the ballet guy the the people that clean the bathrooms and when you're walking out all these people they worked on getting these day-to-day paychecks you know from just a party goers and now, you know, some of them got families, they were living, you know, they had to pay their bills or rents. So it's way tougher for them. And there was no help. The government ain't helping those people. 
right? So we were trying to come up with a little situation where we came up like a fundraiser for them, which is still right. in the talks. It just hasn't been perfected to the right way because you don't want money to be misled and sent where it doesn't need to be sent, right? I agree. You want the right people to touch that money and it's benefiting for a, a real cause, not just because we quote unquote, like we're just raising money, you know, because people are going to be like, oh, that's money's for you, for your pocket. Right, I never right, right. want to hear that type of backlash. Like, whatever scent, we want to be able to give it to the right people. So, exactly. So, I agree. I, God willingly, I, I think it's going to work. And, you know, more than slowly but surely that we're getting back in the mix, I think people are going to, you know, be more assessed to doing things like that and, and thinking and helping. That's true. So, I agree. Well, What's your thoughts on the nightlife or in concerts after the corona? They're trying to do BET Awards virtually. I saw that. Virtually, it's a big thing. You know, the big nightclubs, unfortunately, because we need capacity. Uh, the, the, time, the future is nowhere near right now. It's very dim for the, for the big places, right? So in my mind, if I had to really think about it, I would think, I don't know, October. <laughs> like to be on a safe side, like towards the end of the year it's realistic because there's two things you want to be safe and you want people, you want people to trust you. Right? right. I'm not going nowhere if I can't trust the location or if I don't feel safe to be healthy, you know? Exactly. And I think that's what the, the world is going to come to is built on trust and safety right now. So I think the nightlife is going to have, is going to have to do a whole 360. The nightlife could be on this phone right now. People are going to be streaming parties for, you know, paying to mm -hmm. be in sections from their house. And that's gonna be so it. weird. <laughs> hey, Clark, I got a bottle. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got camera set up. Yeah, that's crazy. That's it. Oh, my own sparklers. I'm cool. Quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. Think about it, right? Zoom is almost like a club. I've seen birthday parties with 20, 30 people on a Zoom, and everyone's it's drinking, true. From their house, having fun. And it's been the most interaction ever. And it's been safe, fun interaction. Like mm -hmm. I, I walk in and I see a Zoom party in my crib. I'm like, what the fuck is this? 30 people getting drunk. They're like, all right, we're oh, going yeah. to sleep now. Uh, we're going to sleep. I'm like, what? So it might be cool. Like if there's an artist that's performing from their house to a selected group of audience, mm -hmm. it might work. It might work. I know. Like who was the... Was it one person like, you know, that, that wanted you to promote for them or you were working with that? Well, have you basically have you ever got starstruck or like kind of like you're like oh man I gotta do you know or are you just like ah that's a regular person like you're like whatever you know what I'm saying uh, I, I think uh, I was I'm immune to that already you know what I mean because I've seen I've been with every celebrity I could possibly think of in life you know what I mean I've seen them all I've been around them all I've paid most yeah. of them I've hung out <laughs> I've been in parties with other celebrities you know but there's never been like that one celebrity like I was like oh shit like that's who I want to be around you know <laughs> not even Michael Jackson the, the where not even Michael Jackson I mean those are those are the difference you know what I mean? <laughs> if, I was, like, they would be, if I could be in a room with the, the, uh, Michael Jackson you know what I mean that's a different world right there like shit oh, yeah. you know but unfortunately I, I wasn't uh, able to get around the Michael Jacksons but you know I knew uh, a few Michaels and a few Jacksons. <laughs> close enough close enough close, close enough man close enough all right um 
actually seen that you guys are, well, you guys were, I don't know if you guys are still currently working on it, but Harlem Square. Harlem Square. So my, uh, uh, <coughs> Sadiq, which is the owner of uh, House of Wings. So you got to give a, a big plug to House of Wings over town in Miami, one of Miami's number one wing spots, you know, mm-hmm. catered. You know, amazing place. So everybody go make sure to check out House of Wings and uh, it's in the Overtown to. area. And uh, Harlem Square is right down the block in Overtown, which this is a major project w- with Mike um, and the city that they put together. They've been they've been manicuring it for a few years now, and I think it's going to be coming into fruition. I mean, right now it's kind of you know slowed down because of what's happening, but I see another year within the year it'll be up and running, God willingly. And it's going to be something very, very beautiful. Lounge, cigar lounge. It's going to be for the grown folks. Something wow. sexy for the city. Nice. So I, I think that's nice. going to be super, super dope. It's definitely a headliner market group. Uh, super venture. And what about the documentary um, that you guys are working on too? What's the update on that? The update is it's, it's coming sooner than it's very soon. Especially because of this is going on. My guy Mike has definitely been, and my guy Shaq, they've been on the computer. They, they're doing what they're doing. Putting in they, the work. Boy, those guys, they're monsters right now. So they're getting it done. It'll be, it'll be out. And um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to give a lot of light and a lot of uh, uh, great, it's going to be a great piece to give out to the community and to the culture. And so basically, it's, it's a global, we're not looking at it as a local documentary. It's, it's a global documentary. Uh-huh. People are going to want to see the, the, the day a life, a day in a life of Headliner, of Mike Gardner, of the things that have happened in the last 10, 15 years in Miami, how this whole shit started. And when people get to see that, it's going to be another um, something special. Wow. How, was the, how would you describe? To yeah, me too. How would you describe, like, in one word or describe the process from the beginning to now to where you're at right now? Uh, one word. Humbling. Humbling. Because I didn't know what I was going to be 20 years ago. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I was supposed to still be here. What was, what was the, my big plan at that, at that time? And now, like I said, having a family definitely changed my life. And, you know searching myself and, and and I think mastering the craft of what I like to do. I'm a people person. I like giving a person the experience and everything we've done. So not only in the party aspect, but I have the clothing line. doesn't even matter. We jumped into like, everyone has their own businesses. I have like just opened up my coffee shop, Hardeen. I have my clothing store appointment only. So everybody has like own little niches and I, and it's dope because mm-hmm. it all comes down a lifestyle, right? So from clothes mm-hmm. to food to um, to apparel to the parties, it's all one big lifestyle that we all live. And it's it's nice to be part of that, you know. Not right. not a lot of people get to to live and enjoy your job. I, you know, I get to enjoy it. I, I love what I do. I feel Let's like talk that's about, the most important thing too. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the clothing line you just brought up and then the coffee and appointment on. Let's start with the clothing line, denim. Does it even matter? Yeah. That's what the, yeah. Yeah, yeah started so, about six years yeah. ago. About six years ago with my other partner, Mike, from Brooklyn. Um, I'm stuck with a bunch of mics. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pause. Yeah. 
it's a bunch of guys, man. So we started the clothing line. It was a super dope concept. You know, it's a, it's more of a mission statement. Doesn't even matter. It's a, it's a way of life and how we think, how we go about our day to day. You know, a lot of people were like, you know, we don't have a nightclub. We can't party outside. We can't do certain things while we're stuck in COVID. But does it really even matter? You know, what matters to me is my health, my sanity, my mental, my family. So, you know, it's been a big mission statement and just enforcing it that, you know, it, it's something that you could preach, you know, and, and I think it's been fairly well. We've had every major celebrity wear the clothing line. They've, you know, it's been on numerous tours. And that was a cool part of it, that it was done organically. It was never like, here, hold my shirt and take a picture. It was actually artists calling like, yo, send me a package. I want to wear it. I need my tour to be this and that. And that's wow. what was kind of special about it because it's nice, especially with like an Instagram where you see DMs of people like in, I don't know, I'll just say Ohio. They send you a picture like, hey, I'm at a bar and there's a guy wearing your t-shirt. It's so dope. Like waking up to calls like that makes it all worthwhile. So mm. now we're just leveraging and making a little more. Um, we just did our masks right now. So we did a bunch of masks that we sold and we gave about a thousand normal surgical masks to like first responders in New York. So for every mask that would, they will buy from our site, we'll give away 50. So we were oh, trying okay, to help out at the same time. Yeah, we were just trying to, you know, stay in reach and help out. So it's just not a, a, a monetary thing, but it's also like us helping in some way, some, you know, in any way that we could. So that, that's, that's the story about does it even matter? It's pretty cool. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So how did you start the coffee shop? What made you start want to start a coffee shop? Uh, that was more I love of coffee. A, coffee's cool, right? So I really didn't know about the coffee business till my girl got me into coffee. Mm. I wake up, yo, I gotta go to work, buy me a coffee. I'm like, fuck is all this shit? Like, I hate it. Right? <laughs> but, you know, once you I get always on that Starbucks leave it line, us. right? You get on that Starbucks line, and then you're like, damn it, I'm stuck. It changes and, your um, world it changes your world, right? So then I started like doing some homework on it and I saw that it's a very lucrative business. There's a lot of uh, upsell on it and you know, the benefit on it's very well. So I decided just to come in, just to come in where I have my business and my clothing line store, I opened up the, the Hardeen, which is on the same block. So I have my clothing store, there's the marketing company there and then there's Hardeen, a coffee shop. So I wanted to make it more like a like a very cool lounge, right? So you could come and just kick back, you know, it's more for creatives. That's how I set it up. So it's very creative driven and it's, you know, it's something cool. And I think coffee is, is part of our culture now, you know, and it's actually a cool culture because you get to meet all walks of life, you know, either for business, to relax, just to, for a conversation. Right. It becomes very, uh, it, it's, it's very nice. So what's to, the, to what's the thing so, behind the name? Is that like Spanish? Is that just? So a, it's, a version it, it was, or a type of coffee bean? No. Well, so what it is, it started as a, so it was a big cement block. It was a big cement box. I added the greenery and like, the, you know, to get the positive vibes going. I wanted mm -hmm. to get the trees in there and the, and the palms. And then I just started getting a little more into it, maybe a little too much into it. You know, I felt like I could build a garden in that place. So I'll you know, get the hot thing. Got it. There you go. So I, I, I kind of jumped in with that one. And then we just opened up our own coffee bean. So we're now going to be servicing online subscriptions Ooh. and selling our actual own coffee bean, which is called the Hardine Coffee. 
which is made in That's Colombia. That's awesome. And I, you know, we're going to be selling subscriptions to you know worldwide and getting. Make sure I get one. I need some of that in my life. Done. Yeah, gotcha. For real. Yeah, I'm gonna support either way. I don't even drink coffee, but I support it because I like supporting another brother. Yeah. Yeah, I don't drink coffee, man. Yeah, that's dope. Sorry, that's I, I, was, I was the same way. I ain't drink coffee, and it just took that you one You got to find the one you like, how you like it, and once you do, it's a wrap, you know? Yeah, but everybody so, I know I, that try to get off of coffee, they act like they're drug addicts, bro. They got headaches, migraines. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I'm just doing membership basis, uh, starting to, to uh, within next two weeks, I'll be able to be servicing people via the VRO website, which is the Hardine Coffee. And, you know, you can make subscription memberships. You can buy it wholesale. Uh, I could private label your own coffee, make you your own, uh, basically your own type of coffee. You know, so it's going to be like a whole company based on that where we can help people create their own stuff and also drink our product. Mm. That's, that's crazy how your girl, um, your girl pretty much like inspire you to start the coffee, get into the coffee business. Ain't that some shit, man? <laughs> she probably Listen, actually you, like, like you need to break her off something. Inspiring from a lot of things, you know. Sometimes yeah, you just need that little push, you know. I feel like I've done the same thing for like my husband and vice versa, you know. I think if you find that person, you're good. If you need that, you know, if you don't have anybody that's inspiring you to do anything more than what you're already doing with yourself now, then it's right. kind of just like, you're just coasting, you know? Right. It's got, inspiration is definitely good from all angles. So having a good uh, support system at home definitely is, uh, helps out for, you know, what your, your, your future endeavors and stuff that you're going through. So that definitely what they say, um, every great man have a woman behind them. It's true. It's definitely true. Even if it's a mother or a grandmother or a wife or whatever the case is, uh, you know, a solid woman is really what it is. Because there's a lot of women that are out there, but... Yeah, know, they're not all good. They're not, they're not support systems. They're just uh, somebody that's there for you at the moment. Did you have to deal sure. with that, like, before your girl? Like, you coming up? Because you in the nightlife. Did you have to deal, like, did you have, like, pay attention to which girl was there for you or just there for the hype? Man, listen, man, as crazy as it seems, right? So I was married for a minute. Uh, not for a minute, for a long minute. So I was for 11 years oh. while, while being in this, this nightlife. So it was wow. definitely a awakening experience. The good thing is that when I first got with my, uh, my ex-wife, it was from day one, I let her know what it was. And there was an understanding right. from from day one you know what i mean there has to be transparency and trust and all that type of love and all that stuff and then you know of course it didn't work out so i moved on and it was great and then i met my uh my girl that i'm with now and it's, it's been amazing ever since you know beautiful son life is, is great can't complain you know things is looking in, on the up and up right now so yeah, I had a I had a problem trying to balancing balance my life and like the nightlife and with my girl because right. uh I get caught up sometimes where I just get like caught up in the world of like hustling, hustling. But then you sometimes as a man you forget that you gotta spend I, I'm pretty sure Lisa could attend to this. You gotta spend time with her too and spend time with the family, yeah. especially if you have a kid or something like that. So yeah. that's I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through that. I think they have a problem trying to balance everything because they're always on like green light, they're always on go, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. owning your own business 
it's just like a natural thing because it is your business. That's your baby. That's what you do. I mean, I, I mean, we own our own business, you know, so I, same thing. It's like, you just, there's not really a sleeping night, you know, you don't really, there's no time to sleep, you know, it's whether it's the website appointments, you know, checking on supplies, cleaning, especially with this pandemic, making sure like, I know after clients, I have to take my clothes off, take a shower. I don't wear the clothes in my house, wash my hair, like whole genre of things that I've got to get done before. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when you do own a business and stuff, there is no, there's no sleep. There's no chill mode. You have to go, you know, if not, nobody's going to go for you. You know, your employees don't care as much as you do. Your mom and dad aren't going to care as much as you do, you know? So no, I, I, I personally understand, but that's because we're in a mutual yeah, I was about to say that. I, 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 I see that. Ass, so I I don't complain. I don't say anything. I just support 100% because I, I get it. So I'm like, you got to work, baby. You got to work. Because when I got to work, I got to work. So. Right, right. And it's yeah, good but when, 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 both have, when both have each other's back. That's what makes it better. Yeah. There's no one bigger than somebody else in the household. I'm the breadwinner, this and that. No, we're mutual. We're in this house together. And that means we just got to work as hard. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, my girl probably doesn't have to work. You know, she could do whatever the hell she wants, but she wants to have her own. And I'm a person of, you work, whatever, that, that's all yours. That's you. Mm-hmm. You know, you went, yeah. to, you went to school for that. You earned your rank. You know what you want in your life. So I'm not going to be the person to stop that. I'm mm-hmm. going to be the person to applaud it and be like, all right, well, keep going. Just like how I Absolutely. want that person to be with me. You know, keep going, pushing me to be bigger, better, because it's only going to help our situation I noticed that um, um, see how Lisa you have business like background when you're dealing with a woman that don't want to like she don't like understand entrepreneurship and like don't own her own business she don't tend to understand what you're really going through yeah 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 I agree the younger generation you do kind of think you know oh man, they're always work, 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 work. And you know, you work a normal nine to five, you know, in an office for somebody else. And you're just like, I get a set paycheck. So I don't really see the reaps the negative part of whether I don't show up or whether I call out because I still get PTO or benefits or whatever the case may be, you know, so it isn't, you know, until I got into that field myself that I really got to understand and just say, okay, shut the fuck up, go to work, you know, <laughs> go to work. Like, you know, you can't, you, who the hell are you to say anything, you know? So no, I, 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 I completely too, agree um, with that statement. Um, This coronavirus, it should open a lot of people's eyes too, like to like go do entrepreneurship. Like a lot of people got laid off and a lot of people got treated poorly and not fairly by these companies. And it shows you like, yeah, yeah, it shows you like, well, I hope that it opens people's eyes and let them see like, dang, I need to do something like for my, like for my, for my family. Like I need to start something. I need to do something. But this is the perfect time for us to do that. So we, this is, there's nobody stopping us from being creative. There's nobody, there's nobody Mm -hmm. telling us that we can't do nothing. Right now you have 24 hours a day to do something. You know what I'm saying? So we all could oh, yeah, start blogs. We could start, we, we could start all type of things that we never thought. Put it this way. Three months ago, we probably didn't have time to start anything that we really wanted to. 
Mm-hmm. Now you have nothing mm-hmm. but time to start everything you want to. Oh, for so sure. If you don't go to My work, husband just created these exhaust caps for uh, hot, like the you know speeding cars with turbos and stuff that have the exhaust and it rains and they get wet. Yeah. He, we bought a three D. Well, he bought a three D printer, got really creative, and came up with the covers for the exhaust blown up overnight. Right. Literally. Wow, that's pretty crazy. These little creative. tiny covers just for an exhaust, and I'm like, what? All with a 3D printer, and I'm telling you, the thing like literally like prints a full object. I I I'm still blown away, blown away. That's I didn't dope. know these machines actually worked that way. You know what I mean? They yeah. use they say 3D printers, and you're thinking like a 3D piece of paper. You know, no, it's like a physical object. Yeah, there's yeah. That's dope. That's so dope. But oh, yeah. So if we just had, needs we just an gotta, exhaust we, cap. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's it. We're going to find you in the clouds <laughs> and get the exhaust cap. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> send, send us the P.O. box. Absolutely. Um, I actually wanted to talk about your store appointment only, too. Um, right. So how did that start? Like, what made you start that? And the name, like, the name, the name is actually what it means, right? Like, appointment only? Yeah. So uh, started that about four years ago. It, it started as an appointment only store. Uh-huh. So it was a, basically it was a showroom, and I was tired of going. Well, I wasn't tired because I liked it. So when you know when you go like to Saks and you go like to these expensive stores, yeah. they would close off a certain area for you. They'll give you your champagne. Uh-huh. They cater to you, bring you all your sizes and all that. So I wanted to create the same exact experience, but for a streetwear lifestyle. Right. Mm. So, yeah, it might not be Versace or Chanel, this, but we were doing all the Supreme, all the cool culture shit. I had my clothing line. So it was we were showcasing a lot of local brands and a lot of brands that don't get the big light and letting like artists come into the store and be like, all right, I want the store for a couple of hours. I want to take some photo shoots and I have uh, my manager is going to come and handpick with my stylist and shit for my videos. And that's how it kind of like started. And next mm. thing you know, it just kind of like grew and grew and we made it bigger than we made it uh, appointment it started as appointment only showroom and then we made an appointment only gallery so we we added the gallery in uh part to it so we were showcasing art and uh, luxury art from local artists and or renowned artists also so we were did the, the clothing and the art at the same time yeah, it's a dope area from the pictures. I actually I've never oh, been God. there, but I've seen the pictures. I might talk yeah. to you when I'm ready for an art basil event and get something like that. Get something. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah. I don't I'm know how it's gonna be this year though. No. <laughs> I, I think I, I mean I wanna actually time. enjoy art basil. I always get stuck working art basil, but I never get to enjoy it. Like last year I got stuck working in the Sunday service and you know, mint swim for Drea and all that. So I feel like Maybe this year I'll get to enjoy. I got invited to this so many parties, time. but I was just so tired. I'm like, no, gotta wake up at three in the morning to go to work. You know, got this is your no. time. This is your year. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, now I'm like, I gotta, do, <laughs> I gotta not be stuck in a box and the clouds. You know, guys, gotta yeah, get out the clouds. For your clothing brand, are you actually the one designing it, or like my partner does? Oh, your partner so does. We, we came up with the idea of he designs, I market. Nice. Right, so I'll promote nice partnership, and I don't, I don't touch his toes. He doesn't touch my toes, but we definitely, you know, we definitely get in the middle and, and ask questions like, right, "Do we think this is good? Should we try this more? Maybe we should up it up." He has designs that I'd be like, "All right, this is dope. Maybe we should do this and that." 
And um, it's a perfect partnership when you don't, you're not crossing each other and everybody has a responsibility. So it's just like in the promoting game. Everybody has to have a responsibility. If you have everybody doing the same thing, it's never going to work. Right. You know. Too many, too many ingredients in the pot. Too many. What advice uh, would you give your younger self? Like, if you used to see, like, talk to your younger self right now, what, would, what advice? Would you change anything, or would you just keep it the same? I think uh, uh, that's tough. That's a that's a tough one because I would like to say I want to keep it the same because uh, I haven't. I want to say I haven't lost. Right. I haven't got lost in the sauce. Like, so I don't believe that I'm on some high pedestal somewhere. I, I still feel like I'm still growing and I'm still learning. So mm -hmm. even though the nightlife, people might think, oh, it's just parties, this and that. There's, there's more than just the party. Right. There's an integral part where there is how you promote. How do you like you were saying earlier, how you get your venues? How do you talk to people? How do you establish relationships? Mm -hmm. And how do you get people to come and pay you to party where it's usually free? Mm -hmm. Right. So think about it. You could turn on your radio and dance for free. I'm asking you to pay me to come do that, right? Right. But the difference is that I'm giving you an experience behind it. So my younger self, I would just say, just keep working. Never, never quit. There's, there, there's mm -hmm. no such thing as no, and there's no such thing as quitting, right? Because when you quit and you just stop, that means the next guy behind me is, is ready to go. And I, I don't want to let go of something I work for. You know what I'm saying? That's true. I think that, that, that's really what it is. It's just, you just got to keep grinding. This whole shit is about grinding. And it's not only in nightlife, it's in any business you do. You want to have the number one podcast, number one blog, number one. You got to keep being ahead of the curve. You got to keep right. on showcasing yourself and implementing new and new every day because there's somebody that's younger than you that has eight computers in their household doing mm -hmm. absolutely nothing, yeah. trying to do bigger than you. So, nah. I want to be number one at everything I, I do. Right. What's your thoughts on this too? Um, I was listening to my friend and his girl talk, like they're arguing, and he was, she was saying that you 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 can never do one thing. You're always trying to do something. Like he goes to something else, and then something else, and something else. But in my head, I'm looking at it like he's just hustling. Like he's trying to grind. Like what is your I thoughts? I think there's on nothing that? wrong with being a jack of all trades, especially now during the pandemic. You know what I mean? I feel like it's good to be able to do multiple different things. But, but it's also about prioritizing, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have 10 things and you're focusing on all 10 things, one of them is going to fail. Mm -hmm. right? Oh, for sure. I, I'm more into the, all right, let's, if you have 10 things, go one by one, master it, get it out the way, move on to the next one, master it, get out the way, because you're never going to be able to put a hundred percent strength into anything because you're, you're spreading yourself across the board. Now, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. I, I want to be involved in everything I can, so I don't want to miss a beat. But <laughs> then, you know, I also want to be able to secure each bag. You understand? I, I want to make sure my coffee shop is right. That's yeah. out the way. I want to make sure my clothing is right. Um, because I don't think I'm going to be a promoter for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's not what I want to do. And I, I want, there's bigger things in, in my future that I want to do. So these are all just like little layers of, of uh, for my bigger picture. So, you know, if it's from the retail to the clothing to the nightlife, it's all about building my blocks. And that's all I'm doing right now. Just continue building blocks, but prioritizing those blocks. Yeah. Do you it's consider like, yourself a promoter? Yeah. yeah. Do you consider yourself a promoter or an entrepreneur? Like, people, like, like, because to me, 
a promoter is somebody that's not the one getting the venue and stuff like that. I mean, you're promoting, but like, I feel like you're more of an entrepreneur, not a promoter. Yeah, and, uh, entrepreneur in the, in, the, in the business sense, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I call it as it is, you know, I, I'm a promoter because that's what it was, that's what it was called, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a nightlife connoisseur or whatever you want to make it, you know, just mm-hmm. classier ways to make it, right? Yeah. But, Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm still on the grind. They're like there's no, there's no stopping me. I'm still giving out the flyers. I'm still doing the door. I'm still going in the club. I'm still inviting the people. So I'm not just. I, I don't want to be just a label, right? There's, right. You, now in the party, there's like, there's a host, there's a VIP host, there's a sub promoter, there's the the model host. There's so many different niches now that that come into throwing parties. That is crazy. Now we have phones. Before it was just straight flyers we gave out flyers and then we had fucking facebook maybe and then you know some different little text blast that was it now you can just throw a party from your phone and everybody's a promoter now right it's true nobody nobody really wants to do that real work nobody's putting up any money nobody's losing any money you know they're just going to the club saying hey i could bring you 20 girls pay me 300 dollars and now they're considered some hot shit and you know they get the free liquor, so every girl in the world is like, "Oh, the, he's the man. That, that's it." Or he's I'm not gonna lie, a, a promoter yeah. is a salesman to me. Like you know, the salesman at a dealership. Yeah. That's yeah. what a promoter yeah. is, really, because yeah. yeah. they they put up this type of image that make them look like they they got it. And then when you actually meet them, some of them are broke as hell, living check by check, and it's like, it's, it's wow, tough. it's tough. But you know what? Yeah. I, I I learned not to even diminish those guys. Because at the end of the day, you want all those guys to help you implement sh- stuff for you, right? Yeah, I so, agree. I, I, you know, I mean, as little as they are, they still are part of a big scheme. You know, what I mean, so well, I, and everybody I, starts I, at the bottom. I, I mean, shit. I, I was giving out flyers when yeah. I started, and I'm, I'm still giving out flyers. Like, yeah, I don't, same with I don't me. mind it. I, I don't mind it. The work part is the fun part for me. You know, what I mean, I'm usually the first one that gets to the club, and I'm probably the last one that leaves the club, always. And it's just because it's in me. I, those are the things that I like to do. Some people just like to come and drink and just chill. But that's their vibe, you know what I mean? But in partnerships and people that you have, everybody plays a certain position, right? And I think that's yeah. what team is. A team has to be able to run points from your door to your register to the inside to building the relationship with the artist or the clients that you have inside. So everybody has to have a certain position to make it successful. I agree. Like, Me and Lisa yeah. was kind of talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Like, you can't just yeah. have, like, you can't have one person not putting in work, but everybody else is putting in the work. 100%. It's not going to, it's not going to, it's like a car. Like, one part is bad, the whole car is going to probably act up. Once the engine blows, the engine blows. No yeah. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to it. There's nothing yeah. to it. Yeah, I think if you just, you know, you start from the bottom and you got to stick together, you know, everybody's going to put in work, equal work, you know everybody's got their niche so I feel like if you split the responsibility or split the project whatever it is that you're working on you know evenly and everybody puts in their part then I think like you know sky's the limit for most people yeah yeah and then eventually you know if everything works out then you're successful and mm-hmm. and in this nightlife you know there's more losses than wins realistically this is this like the stock game just goes up and down you know right, right, we, right. We, we throw parties the next thing you know it rains the night of Mm-hmm. You lose everything. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. stuff that you can't control, you know, but what you can't control is your work your work ethic. That's what mm-hmm. you can't control. And then you know, people respect that. 
Um, you're not pretty tech savvy yourself, are you? Definitely not. Yeah, I think I seen you say something about you was like you didn't know how to go on live <laughs> right. or something like that. Yeah, you know, I, I I text you that I'm like, man, <laughs> things like, man, they be sending me zooms and I'm like, all right, so what 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 am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I'm still old school, you know what I'm saying? Like I like to write shit with paper and pen. All this like, oh, I do too. I just feel like it's safer. I don't know. <laughs> I like pen and well, paper. Well, because it's then if yeah, I mean, your phone breaks or whatever. It goes to the cloud. I don't believe that. Not everything goes to the cloud. You lose stuff. You lose, I lose stuff. stuff. You lose stuff. I, I write everything on pen. I still have, like, an old address book yeah. with old phone numbers and addresses and stuff. You never know when you're going to need them, you know? But but I'm learning, though. Let's not get it twisted. I'm, I'm definitely getting more uh, tech savvy now. So now I know what uh, Zoom really is and... I'm on it. You gotta adapt, man. You gotta adapt to it, man. Gotta adapt, man. This, this is this is good. This is the good fundamentals of adapting. <laughs> true, true. What's your thoughts on um, What's your thoughts on the five G thing? Have you heard about that yet? That's uh the with the like the phone, all that type of stuff, like all all the the five G towers that they're building everywhere. Yeah, did you hear about that? I hear about it, but I don't really pay that much attention to it because I started hearing stuff that coronavirus was built off 5G and that 5G was doing a bunch of stuff to get people sick. And I'm like, listen, man, the conspiracy theories is everywhere. You know, I just need this over with. Whatever it is, I just need it over. Well, yeah, whoever over. started it, how it started, as long as it's finished, Done. I'm cool with it. It could have been a turtle for all I care. <laughs> that should stop already like all right let, let's get back to life and getting back to what we normally do so we can you know we could keep on i know it's like you can't, i'm over here like having a low-key like sneeze attack from my cat because i'm allergic to her but i still love her i'm one of those like fur animal lovers you know i'm allergic but i still keep you so i'm like achoo <laughs> No, oh, man, this, this ain't the right Monday? place to be sneezing. Yeah, yeah. Time, she man. might have it. She... <laughs> man, yeah, I'll put you, I caught you Rose, he was coughing one time, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> put like, you in quarantine. Find out. <laughs> no way. What, Is what, there, what, what, what's your take on 5G? My take? On y'all. Well, let's start with Clark because he's the most. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he he's the guy that will go all the way in this, into this conversation, and you you'll be there sitting there like. Wow. I just, I don't know, man. I just you know. Don't say when, I don't know. Be real. Be honest now. No, I mean like it's kind of funny how there's a pandemic every time a new technology comes out. So Wi-Fi came out, swine flu. Oh, uh, what else came out? It's kind of weird. Kind of funny. It's kind of funny if you look it up. It's kind of funny. I don't know why. It's kind of weird. 4G came out, and then what? SARS, SARS came out. SARS was crazy, and then it's funny because this whole COVID thing, COVID is a is has SARS in it, and I don't know. I'm not even gonna get. In, I don't want to get in too far because most people are like, "Oh, you're crazy." I'm like, bro, this doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me why, you know, the market crashes every ten years, but I don't. Oh, like clockwork, every ten years. Every this, 10 this years. time it's, it's about t 12 years it took a little bit longer yeah 2008 yeah 2008 so it's kind of weird how you know now this time it took 12 years but every time before then the market crashes every 10 years like clockwork like not gonna lie that so i agree kinda, with that i yeah. agree with so it's kind of you know things like that i question 
and I just it just leads deeper down the rabbit hole, you know. So I don't want to. So, so you how, what's your take on Bill Gates? Bill Gates, um, you know, with him, his foundation is funded by well, it was funded by the WHO, which is on halt for now, for now, until a certain somebody, and I know it's not, not going to be Trump. He's not going to get elected again. Most people think he is. I know he's not, but I'm not going to get into that because it's no, all about you should, money. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's, but, should, yeah. So, so let, let, let me just jump on from Bill Gates to Trump. Why don't you think Trump will be elected again? Well, he fit a certain purpose. So his purpose was to have everybody in. It's, it's about money to me because like, aside from my work and what I do, I do foreign exchange. So you see a lot of things behind the scenes that most people don't know. So like right now, the biggest thing right now that they're trying to distract everybody from is cryptocurrency. So okay. cryptocurrency right now, which is XRP, I don't know if you heard about, you heard of, or a little bit of, you know, Bitcoin and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just invested in that. Mm, kind of might want to, I'm going to say something. Invest? Yeah, but uh, I invested in Ripple. But the reason why is because I just recently found out who is behind Bitcoin. But uh, Daniel, I don't know if you look, know who Daniel Pena is. Daniel Pena is basically a trillionaire. And you know those guys are in a different tax bracket. He's an old guy, so he doesn't care what he says. He recently just came out and said, if you find out who's behind Bitcoin, you would take all of your money out of it. Then in another video, he, re he reveals that. Who, he reveals who's behind it. I don't know if I even I should even say the person's name on here. You, know, you, you, you already started this shit, so you, you might. Did, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't say Word. the name. But it's the it's the leader, Putin. Basically, Putin is the mastermind behind it. What better way to infiltrate our financial system by using Bitcoin? The funny wow. part is, is that you have Congress, right? Congress is talking about um, while while this COVID is going on, and you know how they're setting out stimulus payments. Right. They're talking about relieving the debt for uh, liquidity because there's a liquidity crisis right now. That's the real deal behind all of this. It's liquidity. So the, the only way to get rid of the, the failing financial system, which was failing the whole time and how they raised the debt ceiling. The only reason why they raised the debt ceiling every year is based off of how many people are born. Your social security number is paying off the debt. Let me not straight off. That's how they're able to raise the debt ceiling. So, Aside from that, like you have guys like Steve Mnuchin. You know who Steve Mnuchin is, right? Yeah, he's the Secretary of the Treasury. So that guy appoints cryptocurrency CBO, which is Ripple, that guy, to oversee all of the banks in America. While everybody's worrying about COVID, these are the moves that are being made under our nose. And it's, it's plain as day. But, you know, it's, that's just, people say it's a conspiracy, and Trump played a role in that. So he's doing that. He, who did he, he appointed uh, Judy Shelton. You know, Judy Shelton is the head of the treasury. And she's the one who says that we need a, a gold standard, but it needs to, the gold needs to be, needs to back a cryptocurrency. Now, XRP, which is Ripple, Ripple Industries, if you look forward and look into that, Ripple Industries uh, is in partnership, just officially got in partnership with the treasury, which basically got an approval. Approval from Congress. It goes deep, man. It just keeps on going. You so, so you don't think so? So you don't think that? Uh, just me asking, right? Do you believe the American population would want to bring in 
a new president in the middle of a war because I consider this like a war, right? Fact. So do you think do you think that they would want a guy like Biden to come in and be like, all right, you're going to be my new guy to lead us to the, to, you know, to, to the finish line in the middle of a war? Do you think the Americans are going to be like, well, fuck it, this guy already, he's in it. He's already been going through it. You know, we kind of like trust him. We don't trust him. But to stop all that and bring a new guy in, this might really fuck us up because that might happen, right? It could go either way. You know what I mean? Not that I'm a Trump supporter or I'm a Biden supporter. Honestly, I don't give two shits about none of them. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It ain't going to make me a difference. I'm still going to be in my house until they say I can get the fuck out of here. So, but my thing is like, how do you bring in a new person while this is going on to take care of the war, right? How, How? I, for me, I think people would be like, you know, they want a new face in the in the office. And I know what you're saying because they're comfortable with that president in office. They're like, oh, okay, you know, like. But do you really you think that, that that people want him out? I think people are starting to open their eyes and starting to like Trump for what he's doing. And I'm not gonna lie, I see that. But right. from what I'm seeing, he's doing what he's supposed to do, as far right. as with the market. He brought it up, right? Well, right. they think he, he manipulated brought it, up. it right. It's really not him. Well, yeah, go ahead. But manipulating it the right way, though. Yeah, manipulating it the right way. Um, my my take on it is that the market started crashing, right? It went back up, but it, in the end, it still has to go down. Mm-hmm. So what do they do every time the market goes down? And at this point, the election is, the elections are coming up. Biden right. is a Democrat. Right. They always blame the crash on a Democrat. Every, it's proven every single time and Biden I know his the way he thinks is like people are like oh they don't want that Democrat in office but the way he thinks you know and they tie him to Obama so they're gonna be right, like right. okay you know what you know what since he's tied to Obama that we're, we're gonna bring him in because you know he kind of reminds us of, of Obama <laughs> even though he said some stuff that recently that's kind of crazy you know yeah. what I'm saying what he just said with uh, Charlemagne which right. was crazy i was like man but you know what's crazy i didn't most, hear that like, what he said well he said he's like i'm not gotta, you say that yeah <laughs> oh you know about that yeah <laughs> I, I, oh i did i'm just not gonna be the one to say it, <laughs> I'll say it. he said he said oh if you don't vote for me then basically you're not black that's what he said because he's expecting all the black people no, to vote he for did him. say that he didn't basically yeah he did say that did. i'm sorry he did say that no he, you know he, he says he has a past history saying stuff like this. You know that, right? He has a past history, like, being kind of racist. But, but the thing is, is that, you know, these people are... The, the thing is, with that, is, like, I see it as if somebody's straightforward, especially that's political, it's like people start to end up liking it, like Trump. And I'd say people starting to like Trump. People are all... People of different colors, people who said they would never like him are starting to like him. You, yeah, because you know he, he's keeping it real, though. Yeah. What what it what it is about Trump is that he's saying things that the public wants to say but can't say. Yeah, so you're right. I, it's cool to wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and the first thing you want to go look at your phone to see the bullshit he said. And the hell with these people. It's entertaining, right? It's <laughs> it's this is a straight up reality show for a lot of people. And then the culture that we're in is built built off these phones and on the public eye and how fun shit could be and what's the, what's the ugly narrative that these people are putting out, right? Yeah. He is the perfect guy for that because he's the one that can say fuck you and people are gonna laugh and like oh he's crazy. Well, let's see who says something back to him. You know, it's like 
the losing dog, man, but he's actually winning because he goes home laughing. Like there was the most illest shit yesterday when he's like, he didn't want to wear a mask so the so the so the newscasters can't take pictures of him. So he wanted he wanted to come in front of him without a mask. Like you're doing shit to get just you know get the giggles, but get people talking, and that's what he's so good at. He's good at making ruffling the feathers, and then just just, just playing. And he, he's like that big bully in the school that you want to punch in the face, but you're yeah. like, I wonder who he's gonna pick on today. Yeah, it is crazy, man. And it's like, you know, but also, you know, he's helping a lot of entrepreneurs because, of right. course, he's an entrepreneur, so he's helping himself, really. So, yeah, and I, and I see that um, cutting taxes down to 21% instead of 31 or 36, if I believe, or 30, I forgot what percent, but it was in the 30s. It's pretty high. He cut that, but, um, for me, I think since Biden is tied to Obama and then, you know, there may be hype around Obama being vice president or I don't think he can go for vice president. I, I, no, I don't know. No, he's, yeah, no, he can't. I don't, I don't know if he can, but he's, uh, from my understanding, they're trying to get a woman to. He can work president. in office, but he can't be like a president or anything. Like he yeah. could be like a, what is it? The consultant like and stuff like that. Yeah. They wanted a woman and I know he was like, Oh, well, I yeah. can get Michelle Obama to be, you know, my yeah, vice president. Yeah, the shoe. Yeah, her name was ringing around. Yeah, yeah I'll, so. I'll be surprised if he, if Trump becomes president again. I mean, that's just that's just my take on it. But um, I think the only reason why he would is because the, the, the plan for cryptocurrency, which I see what's happening. Oh, especially um, with that real ID. I know I brought up the real ID thing because my my brother he lives in California. And you have to have this ID called. I don't. I think you you probably heard of it, right, Bill? Is it the one that they're doing with the like the one that they got in China with the checks? <laughs> Either it's green or red, and they have the face recognition stuff. Is it that well, stuff? I don't. I don't know about that. I know it, it's it's a it's an ID. Like when you go get your driver's license, they also give you another ID. It's called real ID. Oh wow! No. Yeah, they have that. So from what I heard, it's going to be deeper than just. I th- I, from what I heard, it's going to go from state to state and everybody's going to have it. Wow. But, yeah, but there's, there's a lot what of stuff. What is that, that supposed happens. to do? I Dream. mean, from what, from what I heard, it's going to have, like, your your debit card on there. That's what I heard. I don't know from the future because right. no one's using it right now. It's kind of weird. All right, weird somebody wise. from The Simpsons made this up, okay, because this is, like... Oh. I mean, no, the Simpsons predicted everything. <laughs> Feels like, what did I get myself into tonight? <laughs> hey, man, we no, want to talk. My brother has it. You want to know the shit is that people want to hear this type of stuff, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? We could talk and giggle about the parties, and this, but it's also going to get interactive and touch in different uh, situations. That is real. What you said is it's real life shit that we're going through. Regardless of the fact, we got to live through it. If it's if it's Obama, if it's Biden, if it's Trump, one of these guys have to be a president, right? So we're not going nowhere no time soon. So we got to deal with the shit for the next four years. And then the next yeah. four years and the next four years. So it's good to learn about these type of things, especially in our culture, because our culture doesn't like talking. The exactly. They don't like voting not, either. It, it's not cool. You know what I'm saying? This ain't what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to go vote and talk about politics. But this is now our new mm-hmm. normal. Our new normal is about getting shit across and talking about business and entrepreneurship and creative and yeah. politics yeah, and sports yeah. and girls and this, this is the, this is the new norm and it's and it's actually enlightening 
to see, you know, from all different cultures and races and ethnicities that we all could talk about the same basis and at the end of the day, leave peacefully. Because, you know, people always start beefing about politics. No, you're wrong, this, that. No, this is just open forum and it's a good platform for people to interject and talk about, you know, their, their, their thoughts. Yeah, Absolutely. And, Everybody has a point of opinion. So I don't right. think opinions necessarily have to be correct or incorrect, you know? Right. There's no, we're not in Congress. So I don't think we can either stand on a politically correct standpoint anyways, because what happens behind closed doors is far beyond what we possibly probably yeah. imagine right. anyway. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, it's, it's kind of, you know, but you I'm know, pretty, I'm pretty neutral. I just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just like, I'm not for any Republican. I'm not for any Democrat. I just like to navigate the system. That's just me. That's, that's what I, I mean, what I've been taught from somebody that's way older than me. So like, I'm like, I listened to him because before I never used to listen to him and I was like, ah, whatever. I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about that. And you know, they say ignorance is bliss. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear about it, you know? And then it's like, when I open up my mind, you know, they say once your mind expands, it can't contract. Cause now you're like, okay, shit, I got to keep looking at this. Curiosity. Look into this. Curiosity, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like with that and yeah, like the, the, the whole real ID thing, like my brother has one, you know, he had to get one cause he lives in Jesus. California. So it's like, it's like, why is this happening? Like, I'm going to ask my brother now. Yeah. My brother, my brother has He's one. in San Diego. Ask him. He, the funny thing is, is that my brother didn't tell me until my other brother who lived there, he moved back before he had to get one. And I was like, what the hell is it for? They're like, oh, I don't know. They're just like, oh, we just had to get one because we live here. It's required. And I was like, okay. Wow. Don't know what the hell it is, but, but yeah, but uh, aside from that, man, yo, I wanted to ask you, Phil, Leo, like how, yeah. how, like, I know you're an entrepreneur and like, as far as with me, like I had like a little travel business through network marketing and I met a lot of people. Like, has anybody given you any ideas of like, or like you ran through some, ran through, uh, uh, through like a venue somewhere and that person did something you're like oh man that just sparked your mind and you wanted to go ahead and pursue that or like you know I, mean, I think yeah it's crazy right so like when I talk to different people I some way try to find out and how I can help like you know how can I be an asset to you in any kind of way you know sometimes this is something that you just want to do on your own but I always try to give my input and some advice because everyone has great ideas now you know what I mean? It's how can you implement yourself or maybe create something to help them out to make it bigger than what it is? So, yeah, I definitely hear all the time. Super I don't dope. Know if you, yeah, I don't know if you guys heard about the contract Joe Rogan just signed. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, man. he just, yeah. What is it, like 100 million with Spotify? They paid him 100 mil for it. And he's, they're only licensing his podcast for like three to four years. Yeah, look, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, he don't even need the money. He just did it because he's trying to like, because you know, podcast is a new thing now. He's trying to like yeah. stampede the like for me take charge. That's the that's it. The podcast game is it. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of money just, in podcast. Yeah, he just cut checks. So now there's gonna be a podcast war. Watch, it's gonna be what Google, Apple, Spotify. They're gonna try to catch everybody like who's the best podcast, and they try to bring them to their platform. Wow. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Go ahead, Clark. Yeah, with promoting, like, do you feel like, or have you gotten any, any like contacts from like overseas that where they want to have you do parties and so forth like that? 
Wow. Yeah, I'm like, I, I've, I've been a few times to London. We've done parties in London. We went, uh, one of my man, uh, DJ Stevie J, we went to uh, Dubai. We did a big event out there. And, you know, we've always got, you know, contracted to do events out the country. But that, that's definitely something big to do because overseas loves America. They love American culture. Like, they want all the hip-hop is huge everywhere. Now, with, you know, what's going on now, I don't know how difficult it's going to be to, you know, to restart all those conversations. But I think by next year, everybody's going to be up and running and, like, bigger than ever. Because, you know, Europe did take a big hit. China took a major hit. All these uh, other countries have been suffering as much as we have. But I feel like these people are going to want to party sooner than later. You know, so. Yeah, yeah it's going to go crazy. They're going to go crazy. going to go crazy. Oh, yeah, man. That's crazy. Like, how was Dubai? Dubai, was, that sounds like mad. <laughs> the crazy, you want to hear the crazy shit is that we flew. It was like 14 hours. We were 14 hours in the air. Oh. We, we were, yeah, like 14, 15 hours in the air. We got off straight to the party. We stayed there probably. We were there for one day. And we were back on the plane for 15 hours. So we were in the air more than we were actually sitting in Dubai. That's crazy. <laughs> that, was, that was a wild experience. We came back. We didn't know what was going on in our life. We were like, shit. You know? But it, it was a fun experience. Super fun. That is was, so cool. Was man. Dubai the experience that everybody make it seem to be? or? I mean, I, I wish that we got to go and experience what, what everyone shows. You know, we were just there to work. We were there. We hung out in the hotel. We got some food, and we're like, all right, back to the airport type of vibe. Like, it was just straight work. But I'm definitely going back because I definitely want to be able to experience everything that they were. I was supposed to go this summer, um, and obviously that's not happening, so. <laughs> I know, right? Fly Emirates, real quick. But London is dope too. We went to London a few times. London is is a really cool vibe, too. That's really cool, man. Yeah, that's yeah. London, I heard, is really nice, man. I mean, uh, I know their hip hop culture is coming up too, also. So that's yeah, yeah. So you think that you'll be promoting over there a lot more when everything clears up? Yeah, I would love to. You know, we we have a lot of good relationships, even in Canada. Canada's oh. super dope. Like, we've been to Canada. We were there for All-Star when it was Canada. Patricia's from Canada, Rosé. Uh, a girl of mine, she's a makeup artist over there in Miami, and she's from Montreal. It's beautiful out there. Canada's... That's what she tells beautiful. me. She says it's gorgeous. The people there seem so nice, too. I've met a few yeah. people from, from Canada. Yeah, Canada's a super nice place to be at. You know what I mean? They're about there. The culture is super big out there. Super big. Especially with Drake. Drake definitely. Uh, Drake, yeah. Six. Make it. Oh, you worked with them before? Yeah, a bunch of times. Nice. Good dudes. Good dudes. What's cool your camp. thoughts on the whole 6 9 situation going on right now? Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's sad that, you know, a young kid like him got caught up in the wrong situation. And he, I forgot, what, what's that saying? You make your bed, you lay in it? Yeah. Type of thing. Well, he made his bed, and now he has to lay in it, you know? Well, he's making it. People supporting him. But if you look at the people that, that supporting him, right? So check this out. You have the <laughs> 25 and younger that support him, right? 
-hmm. They don't know what snitching is. They don't have no idea. They don't know that lifestyle. They don't know that there is. This generation doesn't in general. They they really don't. They don't know. They don't know. But the 25 and older, right, they do know what that means. Snitching and ratting on people and all that. That's that. We've grown into that type of stuff, right? These young kids don't know what that means. They don't know that there's any wrong into that. They just think he's a cool ass kid with some cool music, and they're just gonna they're gonna continue following him. Now, it's if everybody stops supporting him, there's no more six nine. It's over, right? But these kids are gonna continue supporting, you know. And, and for what it is, you know, it's it's not my cup of tea. I don't like talking about it because it's not. I, I don't condone it. Yeah. Yeah. But, neither you know, do I. Yeah, I don't it's a big no-no in my, my household and my family. It, it, it's, it's a big no-no, but you know what? This kid is going to continue putting out content, content, content. It's almost in your face. Even if you don't want to listen to him or you just want to – he's like Trump. Swear to God. <laughs> I want, people are like, I want to see what he's going to do. What's next? What can he say? Who is he going to beef with? You know, what shit is he going to be talking? Because it becomes entertainment. It's just straight entertainment now. But you fall for the you fall for the fuckery though, like damn man, I can't believe I'm looking at this damn kid. Isn't it? You know, it's it's bad. So yeah, it, it, and you know what's so crazy is that like, um, just recently too, because I was watching the background of the Goodfellas, and uh, what's his name? I forgot his name. He actually ratted too, and he came out and said it, and he was walking the streets like nothing happened. I was like, I love that movie though. Yeah, Goodfellas <laughs> that was one of my favorites. But yeah, him. And then you have Alpo who came out, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got you 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 heard about that story, right? Alpo. Yeah. yeah. He's out on the streets and he snitched, but nobody's come running him. And then I mean, not only that, you know, then you you know, go ahead, go ahead. I'm you're gonna say it, so. it, it's just it's just I, I guess the times are different and the people are different and the situations are different, right? Like I'm not too in tune. I don't really know the whole story between the Alpo. I know he had, from what I heard, it was like he had ratted on his competition from what I heard. So he was just taking out his competition. He was just being a businessman at that point, right? But, you know, I mean, I don't like talking about shit that I don't know nothing about because then I get caught up in bullshit like, damn, but you, no. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Why'd you go saying something? Yeah, that's true. I hear you. It ain't for me. I don't yeah, know. I, I, I don't like soda. I hear Would you. <laughs> if he was to contact you guys and say he wants to, um, Headline your uh, your van or something like that. Would you let Six Nine headline it? Nah, nah. And, and <laughs> let, nah, now let, let me. Yeah, uh, I like him now. <laughs> nah, let, let me let me uh let me tell you what it is though, right? So, four years five like about four years ago, Six Nine was one of our first models for DM for our clothing line, mm-hmm. right? Wow, we known him yeah. since he was a young kid. Right, he was just—he was a superstar in Europe. If you go back to his YouTube, yeah, he was true. in the—he was in the real like rock, hip hop. Like mm-hmm, he was—he mm-hmm. was crazy. Like I ain't gonna lie to you, he was dope. Right, I seen but it. Was, yeah, I seen his. He was a superstar there. I don't know the transitioning and how it became him to come into the states, and he didn't need it. In other words, I don't think he ever needed it. And back then, yeah, it was dope. Six nine, he he's a, he's a name. He's he's blowing up. It was cool at that moment. But then when all this shit happened, it's like you know you put the brakes and you're like, you don't want me part of it. Let it just ride out on its own. And then whatever happens, I mean, good luck yeah. to him. You know, what that's I mean? where I think all his support is coming from. Really, is from Europe. Like he, us in America, don't we, we 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 could stop listening to him. He's still gonna be popping. 
right? I, and and I don't and a lot of people don't get it, but it's just we're, we're so immune to bullshit, right? And this phone fucks life up so bad. Oh, yeah. This phone, man, and, and it's incredible that this phone rules a lot of our lives, right? Mm. You wait, you start now. I remember back in the day, you wake up and you want to go to the bathroom, you want to go whatever, get some breakfast. Now you turn over and you grab your phone, first thing. Let me see what these people are talking about real fast. My timeline, and it's all bullshit on my timeline. And then you fall in victim and, oh, well, here goes the video of 6ix9ine talking shit about this guy. And then you, you want to go to the next person's video. And next thing you know, you're two hours in the phone, you haven't even got out of bed. And, you know, so think true. about it. On the phone, you get the weather, you can order food, your laundry, you can drive a car, you can fucking travel. You can do everything. Yeah, you can do everything on the damn phone now. You don't got to do no work. That is so true. Yeah, man, that's super true. weird. It is. What's what's <laughs> what's next? What's next? What are you gonna are you gonna have your son like go out more instead of like stay home inside all the time? Like, Cause you know them kids like nowadays the younger generation, PlayStation online and YouTube videos and he's what? only two though, right? He's right. no. I'm talking about like later on. Later on, come on. So, so like right now. I, I, of course, he wasn't in school, but I've, he's been getting homeschool since he got out of school. So I have a teacher that comes here every day. And, right. you know, and I wanted him to uh, still have the, the, the comfort of learning, right? Because I didn't want him to forget about learning at such a young age, right? So he still puts okay. his uniform in the morning. He goes to his room and I got the teacher over there with him. So he still gets like a, a whole curriculum. But, you know, now moving fa forward into like, you know, later on in his life, I definitely want to be able to teach him the rights and wrongs, you know, what's good, what's bad. And yeah. I want to do it from early. I don't want to, I don't want to wait too long to be like, no, that's not the right thing to do. But I also mm -hmm. want to learn that he can make his own choices. Right. And I think a lot of people make choices for their children. I don't want to be one of those parents. I want to be able my son to be able to like, dad, I, I want to try this. What do you think? You mm -hmm. know, and I want to be able to give him my input. Of course, I think I that's very him. important too. Yeah. yeah, to have that open line of communication because they feel you know there's a difference between being their friend and being their parent. But I think that there is also a fine line of being too much of a parent and not allowing them to showcase who they really are and what their character is. You know, and I think that's when kids start to rebel and start to kind of be mm -hmm. secretive and you know things like that. So I think obviously there is a good balance, but I do think that you do have to allow your kid to have an opinion, to speak up, to really express who they are, be who they want to yeah. be and pass no judgment by that. You know, I'm I'm I don't know, I have a really good relationship with my kids too, so I feel like that's a a big thing, you know, like I want them to be able to talk to me about things that go on at school and, right. you know, things that go on with their friends or like sometimes my son will come and be like, you know, oh, look at what somebody sent me and I may not agree with it, you know, and I'm going to tell him, okay, we're going to block this or delete this, but I still appreciate the notion of him being receptive right. enough to tell me these things, you know, and not be like, right. oh, I got to like hide it or not be open about it. Or, you know, my daughter comes and tells me all the drama from school. And I think you do have to hear about it. No, because you never know these kids bully. And if you start to shut them out, that's when they don't come to you. And you've got these right. kids committing suicide and doing all these things. Yeah. And dealing with it all internally and it's like you as a parent and you're wondering well why did they react this way why did they do this but it's like you're not really building a relationship to get to know your child to 
kind of reach this standard that sometimes I think us as parents hold them to. So I feel like you have to kind of balance that and realize like they are not you, you know, everyone has a milestone and a stepping stone and you kind of have to give them that chance to get there without hovering over them, you know, what you're doing wrong and what you can't do and what, you know, I think they can do anything they put their mind to. So no, I I totally agree with that. Yeah. and, And I think that's very important, especially now, like it's been dope that I got to stay home and I didn't get to miss anything in the last two and a half months, right? Mm-hmm. So usually when a normal day, he goes to school and we go about our lives and we see him when he comes back from school and it's eat and mm-hmm. go to school, right? Now I've actually got exactly. to spend 24 hours a day and it's so mm-hmm. crazy to see like cartoons he likes, certain yeah. certain toys he wants to talk to and now he's starting to learn like more, you know, even his laugh changes and I didn't get mm-hmm. to miss Mm-hmm. those are the cool things as now being a parent that you don't miss out that you're like oh you're glad that you caught it during this time because imagine oh, yeah. if you didn't get to catch those type of things you'd be like damn i wish i would have i would have known this about my child blah 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 exactly. but you know mm-hmm. as they grow up you want to be as much involved with them in every aspect because you know the world is changing every day right yeah, and the technology is changing every day and kids are changing every day you were talking about bullying that's the real shit. Like, you know, bullying is, mm-hmm. is, is going to go away. It's always going to be there. But, but if there's open line of communication, your child could always talk to you about it or to a teacher. Or the, and, and it's all right for them to talk to you and be like, hey, I'm going through this transition or this problem. I need some help. Exactly. You know? And I think that's it's super important. Super important. Hmm. I know. I'm super big on that. All right, let's wrap this up. This is a great conversation. Thanks for coming on, Phil. Hopefully we can do hopefully we can meet in person. It's been great network. having you. And uh, hopefully we can you do a I'm gonna part meet two him. Later. I'm gonna meet you one of these days because I'm going to go to live. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> listen, you gotta I'm come going to go. We're all gonna be- go actually, guys. We're gonna go together. You gotta meet me by the bridge. <laughs> I got you, I got you. But we gotta get to the top so we close to the clouds, you know. You're in the cloud, so you straight. Don't worry about it. We're good. Yep, we're going to get some cryptocurrency. We're going to learn about it. <laughs> That's good. We, we gotta, we're going to have another meeting. Don't worry about it. All right. Hey, let's go. I'm ready. Nah, man. I, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. We appreciate you, man. We're, we're glad to have you, man. You could have been doing it all types of other things, but yeah, you, you came and, you know, you saw us. And, nah, for the culture, yeah. man. For the culture. Thank you, man. Photoculture Podcast, guys. All right. Photoculture.